I'm Erin. And I'm Jacob. And welcome to Hits Don't Lie, where two best friends argue over pop music. At the end of each episode, one of us surprises the other with a theme. We both go off to make our own list, then we come together to find it out to pick the top five best songs. And this week, we have a very special guest joining us for this topic. We have YouTube sensation and fellow pop music lover, Naomi Cannibal. Hi. Hey, I very much Welcome. love being described as sensation. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, if you are sensational, then you are a sensation. That's how I live my life. So <laughs> Very true. Very true. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. I found you on YouTube and I knew from the moment that I watched your video about Aliyah, Missy, and Timbaland that you were a yes. kindred spirit in the yes. pop music sphere. You understand it. So you get fun it. To make. <laughs> because I always feel like, you know, like a poser when it comes to that era of music because I was like a toddler when Aliyah passed away. Well, that's what I really love. So we're we're older. We lived through that era of music mm-hmm. and we're constantly preaching about how good that era music was it happened while we were in middle school and then especially with Aaliyah it's annoying because all of her music is just in the dungeon I don't think it is anymore but it was for Aaliyah for sure yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. thank goodness we've had an Aaliyah revival yes yes well for anyone who hasn't experienced your YouTube channel can you talk about what they can find there what's going on in the Naomi universe yeah, we have a little bit of everything, but it's all pop culture related. I focus mostly on music. I'll say pop and R&B, definitely. And not just current pop, lots of 90s, 2000s throwbacks. So it's kind of just a journey through topics that I'm interested in or topics that I feel like, oh, I was six years old when this was a hot topic or the internet didn't exist in the way it did now when this was a hot topic. <laughs> so now... I want to investigate it with, you know, an adult perspective and just kind of take people with me. A lot of my video topics are just me like watching TV or watching YouTube or just hearing a song that I haven't heard in years and being like, what? What happened to that person? Or like, why did everyone like this song? And then the topic sort of gets away from me. And it's also sort of, I would say, kind of community based because sometimes people just comment something and I'm like, oh, that's going to be a video topic. And they don't even know that they just gave me a video topic. So it's been it's been a very it's been a short journey so far because I just started, but a very fun one. Well, it's hard to believe you just started because your work is so impressive. True. Very so true. Great job. Thank you. Thank you. So we reached out and wondered if you wanted to come talk pop with us and you picked an insanely difficult yet exciting topic. <laughs> Can you go ahead and tell everyone what we're talking about today? Yes, today we are going to be battling over the pop queens of the 2010s. Oh my god. (laughs) This is a fun one. I was like, I feel like if I pick wrong, I'm going to be in trouble. (laughs) Like It was so difficult to choose. That's us every single week here on this podcast. We feel like that sometimes too. Today I was like, I'm in this with two other people, so I'm just going to pick what comes to mind in the end. um, It's less... What am I trying to say? Less of a burden on you. Yes. Yeah, lower stakes. You don't feel like you have to defend yourself as much. I'm not carrying 50% of the brunt Mm -hmm. of the weight of the topic this time. What made you pick this era of pop music? What draws you to it? I feel like this is like the era of pop music where I sort of started to have my own conscience as a music listener because... Mm For reference, I was like 11 or 12, like in 2010. So I was just starting to listen to music that like, you know, I wasn't listening to in the back of the car with my parents because now I have my own iPod so I can pick my own music. I have my own computer. I can find (laughs) stuff on YouTube. I have friends at school. So this is sort of the era of music where I remember actually getting into pop. Like I remember watching Gaga perform at the VMAs and just being obsessed. She was my first concert, actually. Fame Monster Tour is the first concert I actually went to. Oh, that's a great first concert. Wow. Right? Right. And I was like in the fourth row. Isn't that insane? Oh my gosh. What were you doing there? (laughs) (laughs) So the way, pure luck, pure luck. So my mom knew I was a huge Gaga fan at the time and so was she. So she surprised me like with the tickets for my birthday and I played volleyball at the time and my volleyball coach worked at the arena where the concert was taking place. (gasps) So our original seats were like in the upper tier 
But she was like, hey, people don't show up for their seats, which happens all the time. I'll come get you guys. And before the show even started, she came and got us. So we oh my did God. not pay for those seats. But a great show. My only regret Amazing. is like that 2010 phone cameras were awful because I, I don't have any good pictures. <laughs> You just had to live wow. the live the moment. Right, but I remember it. Like I like I remember it. What a story though. I that you really set yourself up for disappointment though, because that is your first concert. Yeah, how does any to concert talk? Tough act to follow. <laughs> because I've seen concerts like two or three years ago that I don't remember as well right. as I remember seeing telephone live. That's so true. My first concert was in sync, so similar boat. That's a good huge one. Huge concert one. to start out all the concerts with, and I remember it so well, so fondly, because I was about that age. I was a preteen. <laughs> Mine was Evanescence, so you're all jealous of me. Whoa. Ooh, I used to. My, so my mom, I attribute a lot of my music taste to her. Huge Evanescence fan, huge one. That first album, I live and die by it. Still, it's I so know good. they had a huge. <laughs> moment to that first album well okay 2010s pop we gotta talk about it okay yeah we, yeah we could talk about this forever okay on topic on topic We're talking about the divas. We're talking about the queens tonight. So, Naomi, if you're ready, you want to go ahead and tell us what is your first song? All right. Well, I hope no one's surprised by this, but it is Born This Way by Lady Gaga. <laughs> okay. Better. Everyone act shocked. <laughs> So I guess the reason I chose Born This Way, because obviously I was going to choose a Gaga song. And initially <laughs> I had Bad Romance, I think. And one, it didn't come out in the 2010s, technically. And also I think Born This Way is a good sort of representation of all of those songs from the fame, like Alejandro mm. and Judas and Bad Romance, because I was doing a little bit of research because I wanted to hear more about the song. And Gaga said that all of those songs did have deeper messages, but they were all sort of misconstrued by how out there and avant-garde the lyrics and the production were. So with oh. Born This Way, she wanted to make sure, you know, the production stood out, but that she wasn't too abstract with the lyrics. That way the message was super clear. And mm -hmm. I was like, that, wow. I was like, I never really, you know. I never like, thought about that. something I thought that's of so as someone interesting. who to music. And I would have never thought about that had I researched it. It is one of the songs, like, I remember listening to all of Gaga's songs as they came out. But this is one uh -huh. that I can remember listening to in several locations with several different people and hearing, like, several different reactions to it. So you were on the move. You were on the move. You were exploring the world listening to this song. <laughs> no, when I say I have been like a stan, like I have been this person my whole entire life, like in regards to music. But um, I, and I just remember the song starting so many conversations because I was in maybe, se mm. I want to say seventh grade when the song came out and got really popular. And I went to a very small, like Christian charter school. Even that song initiated conversations about just being accepting of the LGBTQ plus community because mm -hmm. it seems kind of like a no brainer now, but even what in 2010, 2011, it just wasn't how it is now. And no. so I feel like when people like hearing, hearing born this way for the first time, I would say in 2022, 2023, it just wouldn't have the shock value it had in 2011, you know? Yeah, I agree. And so many people can connect it to other things. Like I remember when it came out, both of my parents were like, this is express yourself part two. I saw my dad three days ago and nice. told him that I was going to do this mm -hmm. podcast and brought that up to him. He was like, I still feel that way. And I was like, stop. I, I feel but that way, actually. And I, I it's get not, it. It's not a dig. It's not a dig. But not in a reductive way. Not know? in a reductive way. I think no. uh, different generations can have it's for our generation. the experience exactly. that exactly. those songs gave those people. It's just, you know, Express Yourself was for the previous generation and Born This Way is for exactly. our generation. Exactly, exactly. And I think there's, there's no issue with looking at music that way. And then I also saw that Gaga paid homage to other artists of the 90s. So it's not like that connection is just like, oh, she's being a copycat. 
because Mm-mm. she said that what she wanted to talk about being sex positive and being accepting and empowering the way that people like Madonna and TLC were doing in the 90s. So that connection is there. Right. So I right. say all of that to say that I think I chose the song for the meaning more than for the sound. Okay. Well, you made a really strong case for this. You song did make a strong now. case. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to be vulnerable and honest. This has never been my favorite song of that era. It's not my favorite Lady Gaga song, but like you gave such a motivational speech about it that it really boosts the song <laughs> in my mind now. So you're good at this. Because it's not her best song, sonically. Sonically, it's not her best song. And that's no. why I had other choices first. But I was like, you know what? This one just, it made the biggest impression on me. I think. Were you listening to Gaga before this era? I think the first Gaga song I heard was Just Dance. So I I know it's not her first song ever. Uh Yeah. So from around the time she came out, I was listening to her. Maybe not as frequently as, you know, older people because I was 10 at the time. But Mm -hmm. I was Mm -hmm. listening to her music. Because I remember, Aaron, we were obsessed with the fame and several songs on there. And that was the fame came out, but then the fame monster came out and just blew the fame out of the water. (laughs) That's true. That's true. That's true. true. It's so confusing to me what songs are on the fame versus the fame monster. It's so confusing to me. Yeah, it is very confusing. I guess maybe it's one of those you just had to be there moments because the fame (laughs) monster, it's really its own little eight or nine track thing. And I don't know why she named it that. Made it like a compilation album as well that included all of the fame as well so right so i'm like it's so confusing. when you look at it on streaming it's extra confusing because my brain thinks of it as like a deluxe album why do they treat it like that it's really its own album it's got that black and white cover the fame monster it's those it has different songs, songs. whatever and it has different songs on it's it. It's its own yeah. album. But I remember being so into the fame and the fame monster that when Born This Way came out, I was confused. What confused you? It sounded just so different. And really? now I still think Born This Way is a little cheesy-ish. It was like it was so much more mainstream than what we had been uh-huh. getting from her. Okay, I can like, see like, Okay, that this sure. is like, this could be Britney, this could be... Kesha, anybody, uh-huh. you know. And it's not just doesn't have that like gaga touch to it. That's how it struck me at the time. If you look at her back catalog and then born this way, it's like, okay, this is she's going really commercial now, I guess. Mm-hmm. But when you look back now, it is a it was a big single for her. It was a good you know? move. It was a good move. Yeah. yeah. I think yes. how I looked at it as a child, and I guess that informs how I look at it now, was that like she was always this sort of queer icon, you know, sort of queer figure or someone like, or ally I guess I could say and then this song was sort of confirming it in a sense instead of just cementing it mm-hmm. because I feel like a lot of the times in any community we we sometimes choose our own icons and sometimes they're like I did not ask to be like the face of this community but <laughs> but I feel like in Gaga's case she was like no I 100% am an ally yeah. you guys can call me mother monster <laughs> you guys can call me the face of this movement i'm not sure what we were mothering at the time so i think that's kind of how i looked at born this way but now i'm like thinking about it like if my brain is comparing it to things like i don't like even paparazzi because that song just does something else to me it's like ugh. man i don't paparazzi. know that's a good one alejandro does that for me i was hoping you would bring alejandro because <laughs> that's the I one thought really? about it. spoiler alert i didn't but Ooh. i definitely thought about it but great start. Amazing start. I think if we're talking 2010s pop, we have to talk Gaga. So thank you, Naomi, right. for starting us off right. Of course. Well, I guess it's on me now to bring us into the second pop queen of the 2010s. Of course, Ariana Grande. Ooh. And yes, I was tasked with choosing a fantastic Ariana Grande song that came out during this time. I decided on Love Me Harder because is there any better duet moment than when Ariana Grande and The Weeknd hook up? Oh. What a good one. I'll be honest, I totally forgot about this song. I forgot it existed. Jacob, this is the pinnacle of pop. <laughs> this is a good song. 
Everyone, this was like as monumental as when Lana and The Weeknd finally collabed because everyone was begging Ariana and The Weeknd to collab. What is it about a Weeknd collab and a pop girl? It just is magical. I guess because The Weeknd has like good pop girl vocals, you know? That's true. Like, That's it's, true. A, it's a good balance. Like it's not like we have the Ariana Grande airy light voice and then we have like someone weighing it down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And not only The Weeknd with a pop queen, but specifically Ariana Grande and The Weeknd have worked together a few times and they sound so Mm -hmm. great together. I love it when they collaborate. Of course, I'm a huge fan of The Weeknd. I know, Jacob, you are too. Mm -hmm. We're The Weeknd super fans. and Okay, I'm in good company then. (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, The thing is, I've said this before on this podcast, when it comes to Ariana Grande, I guess I wouldn't really consider myself a fan in the sense of being a big fan of her, but when I sit back and I look through her discography and I count out how many songs of hers that I just love, that I think are amazing. I think I am kind of an Ariana Grande fan when you look at it that way, because when it comes to 2010 singles, she just nails it when it comes to singles. I mean, she has the best people, the best team, the best voice. This decade, she really came into herself, right? She really showed like, this is who Ariana Grande is as an artist. This is the talent I have. Undeniable Mm -hmm. what she can do. And I think when we talk about just branding as a pop star, who is doing it better than Ariana? The ponytail, the pastels, even like the trap pop music. Like she branded herself so well. That's true. That's true. She really, she really locked down that ponytail. No one. She found her lane and she stuck to it. And we're not mad. We're not mad. I get you, Erin, because I was like, Ariana, she's okay. She's all right. Like she has cute music or whatever. Then I had to eat my words a few years ago where she was like my number one artist on my Spotify rap. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Right? I was like, it next. just sneaks in. Yeah, I've never like fully gone Ariana Grande super fan, but you're right. She has the singles. She has the bops. Mm-hmm. And you can't deny she has the voice and the talent. It's there. Exactly. And I mean, if you, there are some like guilty pleasure pop stars I have, but I feel like you can just love Ariana Grande's music with your whole chest because there's nothing bad about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I will say again, even though I don't follow her career or anything like that, I think she has one of the best voices in pop. Agree. And I think what's really good about her voice is that it's, it it really lends itself well to R&B. And I was going to say earlier, I think that's a really good reason why her collaborations with The Weeknd always work. Because he has a voice like that, too. And he can do pop really well. Yes, very well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Easily. mm -hmm. So there you go. I don't have a full-on motivational speech. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't want to tell us how Ariana changed the world? Um... She's one of the 2010 queens of pop, in my opinion. We can't have an episode without her. So there that's we go. That's a fact. I know I'm a big, on my channel, I'm like, people can have an opinion, but no, that's a fact. <laughs> that's my opinion! <laughs> right. That's me all the time. I have to defend my opinion so many times. Well, on to my opinion. When I think 2010's pop, I think dance pop. It was electropop, dance pop for me during the 2010s. And the person that I was addicted to was Ellie Goulding. Yes. <laughs> and this is so dramatic. So I want to talk about Ellie Goulding's song from her album Halcyon, Anything Could Happen. Oh, okay, okay. Just was talking about that song in my live a few days ago. Now I've seen oh. it through, and now I know the truth that anything could happen, anything could happen, anything could happen, anything. I mean, you win. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. We can end the episode. Right. No, we can because you win. <laughs> this is the perfect formula of 2010s pop in my mind. It has those vocals of hers that are just so gorgeously layered on this track. It has this sort of electro synth thing to it. It has this ooh, ooh, ooh thing in the background. <laughs> I'm obsessed with and it's gorgeous she really defined this era for me Ellie I love that and even like do you have those songs that no matter what mood you're in it comes on and you just want to tear up a little bit 
<laughs> yes. That's one of those ones for me. Like at the end where she's like, I know it's going to be. I know. I'm like, yes, Ellie. Like, yes. Anything <laughs> can happen. It's so motivational. That's funny that you say you want to tear up because she has said about this song that she wants people to feel happy and like they can do anything that they should just take advantage of the moment and, you know, propose to their girlfriend or go on that trip that you've always wanted to do. Like do something major because anything could happen. Right. It is. It's so motivational. I love it. I love it. Erin, you looked upset when I said it was anything could happen. I'm the odd one out here because... This is not really my favorite Billy Goldie song by far. And she has such a catalog, but obviously she I'm does. just the odd one out mm-hmm. because you guys seem to love this song. I, I mean, was underwhelmed when it came out, but you need to remember that this was a follow up to the song Lights Lighting. and Starry Eyed. And then mm-hmm. Anything Could Happen came out. And I was like, okay, I, I still like the song. But from the same album, Halcyon, she had a song called Figure Eight, which is my number one favorite. Ellie Golding song. That's a good oh one too. Oh my god, Figure Eight. Figure Eight was so good. She has a lot of great songs. And that album, I think it is Explosions on that album. I don't know. But I yep, feel like Explosions Tessalate, is on Halcyon as well. I think Tesla is on that album. And that's how I discovered Alt J because I didn't know that that song was a cover until I oh. looked at the lyrics. Because I was like, these lyrics don't really sound like Ellie Goulding. I wonder if she wrote the <laughs> song. And I found out it was a cover. No, that's how much I listen to music. Sometimes I'm like, did they? This doesn't sound like them. Well, I picked this one just because I feel like it is the formula of 2010s. I agree that there agree. are some amazing songs on Halcyon. I could have picked almost any of them, but this was the sound for me during right. the 2010s. And I feel like it was in so many commercials. This was everywhere. Like, as far exactly. as commercials. And I think it was in an, an Apple iPod, product no? ad or yeah, something okay. at one point. Yeah, it was everywhere. And I feel like that is the hallmark sometimes. <laughs> Yes, and I want to add on that I think this was the sound of the early 2010s, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, remember, late much. 2010s was not that long ago. <laughs> so I think, <laughs> like, 2010 through 2012, this is a song that captures that era, in yes, my opinion, agree, agree, agree. of music. And I feel like when I talk about the 2010s, I don't mean anything after 2015 for some reason. Because my brain like compartmentalizes that as like yesterday. I'm with okay, you. Yeah. It had Same. a turn. We haven't really said, but you know, Aaron, we've talked about times when pop has died or completely changed. It was during this time. <laughs> during this time. Yeah, actually, interestingly enough, I actually made a video about this, about how we made that like very abrupt shift from everything's electro pop to now everything is trapped. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so weird. <laughs> Yeah, so during this time, we weren't getting any, like, just classic pop. We were getting some R&B pop, and we were getting a lot of electro dance pop. Right, those little pop babies. I don't even know Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say. Those mixtures of pop and something else. Yeah, and now we're kind of getting back to pure pop lately. Just a pop song, right? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. it's okay, and it's acceptable to be just a pop song again. Right, You know, it's back in vogue or whatever. Well, everyone hates pop, and I'm like, how can you hate pop? Do you know what pop is short for? Popular. People like it. (laughs) We talk about that a lot on here. Like, you're not different. You can like the pop music. We do mention that a lot. When we're picking songs, sometimes we have to justify, like, okay, this is a rap song, but it was popular, so that's how it ended up on our podcast. (laughs) We get you. And also pop music can be a sound on its own, but I don't Mm. want to get off on that soapbox again on here. (laughs) I've been on it before. (laughs) All right. Well, there's there's some Ellie. Naomi, it's time for your second pick. What's it going to be? So my second pick is California Girls by Katy Perry. Oh, such a good one. Undeniable. Yeah, undeniable. Isn't that in the song? a great pick for Katy Perry. Hopefully I don't have to make too much of a case for myself, but I think when you think (laughs) of Teenage Dream, the album, you think of California Girls, which is crazy because 
This was actually the last song that was added to the album. It originally wasn't even on there. Oh, I'm really? Like, what? I feel like it defines the album. That's so right. weird. Right. Well, that's what Katie was saying. She was like, I need that song that defines Teenage Dream, and it's not there yet. And she thought, I'm going to write a song for the California girls. And I was like, how nice of you, because I didn't know that she was from California. So <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was like a Midwest girl or something and was just like lying. I didn't know that she was wow, drag her, drag her. No, I'm not dragging her because <laughs> I love her. I mean, I'm not from California either, so I'm no better. This is pop. This is pop at its peak, at its finest. It's not mm-hmm. overcomplicated. It's not too simple. The lyrics are cheeky. They're not vulgar. It's just fun. It's camp. It's camp. I don't think I listened to this whole album. I didn't either, but it had a ton of singles, though. I think the song, I didn't set a record for like most like top. I don't know if it's like most number one singles off of the same album or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I think she like either tied Michael Jackson or something or broke his record. But this album set a record. I could believe it because I feel like I listened to the whole album just by osmosis, you know, like just <laughs> just existing. You would have heard the whole yeah. album. <laughs> yeah. Because Katy Perry is pop. Like if you got in a car, if you turn on a television, mm-hmm. I almost picked Last Friday Night. I almost did. But I think I like California this one over Last one Friday too. Night. Better. I think I like this one more. Hard to choose because this album was chock full of top singles. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In my early YouTube days, not on the same channel. I don't even know what happened to this channel because it probably got deleted. I used to make like <laughs> lyric videos on Movie Maker. And oh, like wow. these were the songs that I made lyric videos too. And like I wasn't like, oh, I could just Google the lyrics. So I would just like listen to the song a bunch of times and like, write them down. <laughs> Bespoke, bespoke lyrics. Right. Right. You're getting my version of the lyrics. It's like last Friday night, Naomi's version in parentheses. I love that. We're getting some Naomi lore. There's so much Naomi lore. I've been on the internet for a while. I can't stop staring at this music video while we talk. I just can't stop. It's Candyland themed. Right, the pink, the clouds, the cotton candy, the whipped cream boobs. Like, it's everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, and just no. Katie, just, just a mastermind. Just a mastermind of pop. Okay, so it's time for my second choice. I have hidden my best choice of the night oh. under my second choice. How about a double diva collaboration? Between Ooh. Rihanna and Britney Spears, S and M. Yes. Double Divas. The drama that this song caused in my middle school. Oh, oh that's tell us. so funny. <laughs> no, I can only imagine. <laughs> because we were running around saying chains and whips excite me. I like know. I'm like, yeah, maybe middle schoolers shouldn't be going around saying that. <laughs> I know. I know. But we it's, really didn't know like, the extent of it. We were kids. We but you can't stop kids from just listening to the radio. So that's what's True. so nuts about it. Like, of course, they're going to listen to Britney and Rihanna and they're 10 years old. I just figured out a couple months ago what Three by Britney Spears was about. Just a couple months ago. Realized what that song is about. Because <laughs> I, was, I was like nine when it came out. Oh, I love yeah, those realizations. S&M, I love it. That's a good one. This song, I love. This is one of my favorite Britney songs. It's better Maybe. with the Britney version, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. It's a great yeah. Rihanna song, but it just makes it so special with Britney on the verses. It is a little risque pop song, you know, like towing the line without actually being too much, I guess. Right, like not safe for work. No, it's good. This is an example of a quote unquote remix that isn't even a remix. It's just they added extra yes. vocals to it. We preach about this all the time. On this podcast, that is a pet peeve between me and Jacob. Mm-hmm. It's like the definition of a remix. 
Well, this people is not will a remix, say people. it's a remix just when they bring in a featured artist. That's not a remix. That is a feature. What do you guys classify as a remix? Like the music has to be remixed and changed up, mm-hmm. changing not up just the beats. vocals. Okay, so that's what I would say. That's what I yeah. would say. Even like put another DJ on it. Dare I say? Yes, exactly. It's just like it's just a reissue. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. But again. Two queens, I thought that I could really, like, clinch a winning spot with this song. Because <laughs> yeah. it's got Britney and Rihanna. Who do you think? I'm going to be spicy. Who do you think we'll get music from first? Oh. You mean, like, an album from? No, even a single. Just another song. Oh, of Rihanna, probably. I think Britney has been very clear that she doesn't want to, so... And I'm supporting her in that. I feel like the same for Rihanna. I kind of feel like if a Britney song came out, I would feel guilty listening to it. Yeah. It does seem more plausible that Rihanna would be the one to release a, a single. Now, as far as an album, I listen. Yeah, I don't think I, I'm a I'm a huge <laughs> Rihanna fan, but I have long given up on wanting new music from her because I just, I get Why it. Why would she? I, understand why she's retired from music if i was rihanna i would never make another song exactly she doesn't have For to what? and her she... last album was one of her best and is still an amazing still album hurting, right? yeah why would you even try to put something else out that might not reach those heights you know just all just a couple Call days a day. ago, maybe, maybe yesterday, <laughs> she said that she was like, I will do another album. And I'm like, if you're really not going to, that is fine with me. Like, you don't have to keep <laughs> promising us. Baby, baby, sit down. It's okay. And it's like, at this point, I just like to ask the question to hear people's opinions. I don't think we'll get music from either of them. And it doesn't keep me up at night. Right. Same. I'm just happy Brittany is happy. That's what I want. Brittany to be happy. Yes. And I would also like to add, this song is featured on Rihanna's album, Loud. Which is probably one of my favorite Rihanna albums besides Good Girl Gone Bad. Mm-hmm. Loud is an awesome album. Yes, and it also has Only Girl in the World, which is my favorite <laughs> Rihanna song. That's a good pick. I, that's a good pick. That is Aaron in a song. That is Only Aaron girl boiled down to a song. Mm-hmm. That is like the embodiment of Aaron is that mm-hmm. song. Good song to be, though. <laughs> Thank you. And I know. <laughs> Like, that's an awesome one. <laughs> but, okay, Jacob, um, I really want to hear what your second pick is. Well, we're going back to Dance Pop Land. Perfect. Because... I yes. want that from you. 2010s was when Robin was putting out the Body Talk projects. Oh. And on part three, she put out Call Your Girlfriend. Yes. And the world became obsessed, rightfully that, so. Oh, that is a great yes. song. Oh, my God. This whole moment of her putting out Body Talk was so much fun to experience live. It reminded me of waking up to the weekend mixtapes, Erin, where we just wake up one day and there was another one. She put out Body Talk 1, immediately went to tour with it. And then while on tour was making Body Talk 2 and then immediately was touring Body Talk 1 and 2 and then the same with 3. And so it was just hit after hit after hit. Of these amazing crying in the club dance, yes, pop crying moments. in the club is the exact <laughs> genre I would call these hits. And uh-huh, I both uh-huh. can I tell you I love this pick so much. I both love and hate this song because <laughs> first of I've all, I've heard it's this an song drunk song. in college, and it it's just sad. See, you you get it. You already get where I I'm do. going with this. I He's do. never going to call his girlfriend. No. Okay. <laughs> He's not going to break up with his girlfriend. He's Do I sound bitter? Um, <laughs> he he wants to have his cake and eat it too. Yeah. So that's why this song drives me crazy. Leave him. But also, she's she's towing this line of being the other woman, knowing that she's the other woman, but trying to 
have compassion for her, his girlfriend at the same time. It's a really weird space that she she's in. She wants to clear in. her guilt. That's a great way to put it. She does want to clear her guilt, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. Love songs like this, though, where it's just like about the most miserable thing ever, but you're like, <laughs> it's a club banger, though. Like, I have to dance. Yep, yep. And we have to talk about the music video. I feel like everyone was obsessed with this music video. Um, should I record this entire choreography and put it on our Patreon? <laughs> oh my God, please. <laughs> please. I think I can do this, Jacob. Oh, you I can definitely can do, do this. <laughs> A couple margaritas in you and you've got this. Yeah, I got this. I got this. <laughs> Jacob, next time you and I are in the same country, will you be my camera person and film me doing that? Yes, start practicing. I'm okay. there. I'm there. I'm sure we can find an old warehouse somewhere, especially in our hometown. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Since we're from the middle of nowhere. Yeah, there's just space everywhere. (laughs) Uh, Love that pick. Thank you. Thank you. You can go ahead and put it as number one. We'll talk about it later. All right, (laughs) Naomi, what is your final pick? All right, my final pick. This one I am excited for. And it is Starships by Nicki Minaj. Oh my gosh, I almost brought this. Electro pop, dance pop, I think a little like European pop or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to choose this one because I feel like a lot of us don't give Nikki her pop dues. Like she was a pop star, a rapper as well, but also a pop star. This song was a massive hit when it came uh-huh. out. It Does was. she hate this song hit. now? Oh, I don't know. Who, me? I think she, no. No, I think Nikki Lucita. has gone on record that she hates this song. <laughs> yeah, she regrets recording a lot of her pop music. Yeah, because she was saying, like, well, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but a lot of people said that, oh, because she was making music like this, she wasn't a real rapper, or it was just, like, cheap music, it wasn't actual lyrical music, and so it did sort of take away, I don't want to say take away from her reputation, but in a lot of people's eyes, take away from her credibility as a rapper, which I think Mm -hmm. is absolutely idiotic. Agree, agree. Like, you can do both in a song. She's rapping and it's pop music. Two, like, two things can be true. Well, you can do both in a career. I mean, if she wants to put out a pop album and then a rap album, go for it. Hey, like, it's her, it's her business. Exactly. This song was, like, number six and number seven on my list. And, you know, it didn't make the cut. Jacob, I'll go ahead and step in and be the one to say this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, given her, sort of personality and attitude and controversies in recent years. I think at least for me and maybe Jacob for you too, we've kind of shied away from talking about her on this podcast. But in terms of this topic, this song was a massive pop hit, dance pop hit the year that it came out. We can talk about this song and how great this song is as long as we mention we're not. We don't stand by of her actions. Her Mm -hmm. right. We don't stand by her her comments and her controversies. So to talk just about the song, this was a club hit at the time. This was just the dance floor moment when it came on. Yes. I mean I can't relate, but I believe you. The dance breakdown, the beats, the higher than I'm that part, right? Insane. Just a dance pop song, just a classic dance pop song. This one, I was obsessed with this, and it's just so funny. Like, what a random lyric! Like, what is a starship? I, I still don't know. The song means nothing. The song means <laughs> absolutely so nothing. Like, that's what's so funny to me. Like the <laughs> lyrics, they make enough sense for it to be a good song, but some of them don't make any sense. Nothing is being conveyed in this song, which is fine. Pop music can do right, that. Nothing and but I a still good time. It. But I think that's what the song is about. <laughs> like we're not paying our rent. We're just having a good time. <laughs> and I think it, it's just also just such, it's a perfect anytime song, but I think like whatever instrument it is, it just sounds sort of summery and beachy just on top of that. Like it was meant to be a summer hit. It's such a vibe sure, too. It is sure. a summer hit. 
Man, I really love this song, but I just checked out my last FM and it's only my 18th most played Nicki Minaj song. Isn't that crazy? What's your number one? Keys Under Palm Trees from her mixtape. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just so underground like that. But um, (laughs) I think it's because Starships was played on the radio, you know, every 30 minutes when it came out. So I probably Mm. had my feel of it. Yeah, yeah. So why she? I feel like my most played Nikki song would have to be Barbie Tings. I love that song for some reason. It's so good. Wow. Mine would either be Itty Bitty Picky or um, Stupid Ho. Those are probably my. That's a good one. Most that played ones. One. <laughs> and I'm like, I gotta hold my breath the whole time, or I have to start it over. It didn't count. Exactly. <laughs> Um, Itty Bitty Piggy is my second most played Nikki song. Okay, I knew it had to be up there. Yes, it's second. Okay, so that means it's on to my last song. My last song is a pop queen that we haven't mentioned yet. And guys, if we're talking about the 2010s, we can't forget Kesha. Hello. (laughs) I didn't forget Kesha. I brought the song Blow because I just think it's a banger. Yes. It is. It is. Ironically, I almost picked that song. It is a banger. Amazing. She has some... I actually listened to her first album that came out, Animal. It had some great songs on it. And then this song, I believe, is from her second album called Cannibal. And I don't remember as much of that, but this single is a banger. It is a hit. It was everywhere. Yeah. And talk about electropop. She was doing it. I was in sixth grade when the song came out and the cheerleaders, I wasn't a cheerleader. They did like a little routine to this song. <laughs> and so like that's what I think of like when it comes on. <laughs> but it is such a fun song. The music video is so fun too. I, it's just so nonsensical, but it's very fun. She was having a big moment in this era. She was. She did have her big moment. It's a shame about all the controversy. Nothing was her fault, but it's a shame right. about all the controversies. Um, well, that happened to all her. the challenges that she had to go through. And that's why we didn't really see her on the scene as much, you know, late mm-hmm. 2010s. Mm-hmm. But this is the Kesha that I like. I love electro crazy party Kesha. And I think that's sort of how we all see her when we think of Kesha. Mm-hmm. I remember she just got so much flack back in the days, at least from my perspective as a child, because I guess parents just hated her. She was dirty <laughs> and drunk and just wild. and Right, and it's like, really? Her music is not dirtier than any... Like, we've already talked about no. S&M. I mentioned three. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? Kesha's music is cleaner than both of those songs. It was just her image, I guess, was the wild child kind of image, even though her lyrics were never like that. They just weren't, exactly. (laughs) Man, this had that echoed chorus. This place out the blow. Oh, oh, oh. That was the whole like stuttering chorus thing was Mm -hmm. of the time. Everything about this just feels so of the time. Right. Did you guys know that they offered this song to Britney? What do you think about Britney having recorded this song? Britney could have killed sure. this song. She could have killed right? this song. Yeah. Right. It, it, I'm just like, this could have easily been Britney. It would have had to be on that. Was it Blackout? I think it would have fit in great on the Blackout album. Isn't this the same era? I think it was a, I think it was for Femme Fatale. Oh, Femme oh, Fatale okay. would have been great. Yeah. Britney could have killed this, but Kesha does an amazing job as well. So... Right, it's like, either would have been awesome. She also, around this time, was writing for a ton of other people, though, right? Mm -hmm. That's how she kind of got into the industry. So she was successful all around, is successful all around. I mean, she's still around. And then she sort of had that comeback single a couple years ago. What is it called? Something like I was praying? just listening to it. Yeah, praying. Is it praying? I don't oh. know why, but I just listened to that the other day. I, for some reason, was like, what was that song? Because it was so good and like chilling after all of the mm-hmm. news about what happened to her came out to listen to that song. And just, it's just so powerful to just return to, return to the industry at all after mm-hmm. all of that trauma. Mm-hmm. 
And just with a song that's just so just stripped back and bared. And so not even relying on the image that we knew her as, which probably wouldn't have served her well anyway, because she got a lot of flack for it. But it would have been, you know, what was comfortable. Right, right. Returning and changing her image at the same time. Like, hats off, hats off. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought Kesha. We had to talk about her for the 2010s. That was had to massive. She was the leader. She really sort of paraded us into the 2010s with her style of music. She said, this is the flavor of pop we're doing now. We're in the 2010s. I'm serious. Huddle around, huddle around, girlies. This is what we're doing. Listen. One of her albums came out New Year's Day 2010. I was like, perfect. That makes sense. Because that's how I literally remember her as being like... The sound of now we're in the 2010s. Uh-huh. So that's funny. I, did, I didn't look up the dates, but that's really cool. Well, my last pick is another artist we haven't mentioned yet, but I feel really defined the 2010s. It's Sia. Ooh. Of course. And I want to talk about Elastic Heart, one of my favorite by her. Yes. I'm so happy. Sia not only was writing massive hits for people in the 2010s, but she also came out with three albums plus a Christmas album. One of the albums was just songs that people rejected that she was like, screw it, I'll record it myself. And she was featured. Her voice was everywhere. I mean, one of our favorite songs of the time, Erin, Titanium, had her on it. And still I, is she was elastic just, heart still does it for me like i'm just yeah. hearing it for the first time and yes. is there a weekend version so this actually was first released for one of the hunger games soundtracks and it was the weekend in diplo and sia but then she recorded this solo version for her 1000 forms of fear album okay interesting this is just Immediately who came to mind for 2010s, Sia. Okay, what's... I'm sorry. I'm I'm distracted. What is this video? <laughs> I think it's about her struggles with her father who was an addict, I believe. Yeah, it's something about a father-daughter relationship struggle. Yeah. I don't know why it was interpreted in the way that it was, but that's what it's about. Uh, the video is very weird. Disturbing almost. And abstract and yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like seeing Shia LaBeouf wrestle with a teenage girl Piles? in a leotard. <laughs> I think that that's like Maddie from Dance Moms. And I think uh-huh. she's only 19 now. So she's probably like, she's probably a child when that. She was well, really she was young during that came out. Yeah. I would, what, like 13 maybe? Too young. Too Not young. an adult. Well, there. There's Sia. She's here, everyone. You could have picked so many, and I would I could have. still I could have. be just as enthusiastic. Like I said, you you mentioned Titanium. I think on a recent episode, I brought Chandelier. Oh, another great one. It is so good. Um, the list could go on. I'm going to stop myself there because she does the hits. She knows she the hits. She does the hits. All right. Well, Naomi, we've been really nice. We've all been really buddy-buddy during this, but it's about time to get real. I am ready to debate. Okay. Let's do it. Okay, so welcome to our friendly and fun debate section. Uh, we have to cram all of these songs into only five. So are there any, Naomi, that you think absolutely must stay? Some that you would just cut right off the bat? Um, I think as much as I want to defend it, I think the consensus is that we are comfortable with cutting Born This Way. I think California Girls must stay. A must. I'm trying to think of another must. But you gave such a motivational speech. You really gave like a political speech for Born This Way and now you're ready to cut it? I did because I would assume this is a democracy now. I've been overruled. <laughs> um, I mean, when it comes to things I want to kick, I want to kick Anything Can Happen because Jacob, <gasps> she has so many better songs than Anything Can Happen. Naomi, uh, fight with me. No, I have your back. I have your back. <laughs> I just think anything could happen is the formula for the time. 
yes, she has great right, and that's what yeah, that's what I'm agreeing with. This is the formula. When you talk about early 2010s, that's just it. Like this was like, what is that song? Like closer by the Chainsmokers. This is what they were trying to achieve. Anything could happen. That's what they wanted. Listeners, if anything could happen, ends up on the top five. You know where I stood. (laughs) Maybe somewhere out there, someone agrees with me. (laughs) I just think when it comes down to divas, if we put aside the songs and we look at divas. It is kind of hard for me to just throw Lady Gaga out, you know, right off the bat without thinking it through. So are we choosing the person or are we choosing the song? I think we have really to consider both song. in this a really little it's bit. it's the song, but I'm just kind Because of... I feel like if we're choo- if the person factors in, then that knocks Ellie way down. But I don't necessarily think that that's fair. Oh, disagree. Disagree that it knocks her down. <laughs> I would disagree as my personal feelings towards her music, but the, like the general public's when I know how people remember. Nikki, we don't like the public. The Katie three of us are off. here. Screw the we public. We don't like the public. We are the tastemakers. We should just exactly. tell them what to think. They'll listen. I think Katy Perry stays. I am kind of convinced that Gaga has to be on this list. Even if that wasn't my favorite single or even album of hers, I think Born This Way cannot deny the impact, Erin. Right. That's what I was arguing yeah. for. Is it the most ingenious pop song ever produced? No. Um, I'm comfortable with that. And guys, what do you think about S&M? Double Divas. Britney and Rihanna. I'm going to be very really honest. Good, but... I love this song, but I forgot about it until you mentioned it. <laughs> I'm looking at the rest of what we have. Ariana is a cut for me. Yeah. It's a cut for me. (laughs) If it was like, I don't know, if it was something like, if it was like Bang Bang even, and that's like one third Ariana would have stayed. If it was like one last time or problem, it would have stayed. Okay. Um, I'm just not so into it. You put an X by it so fast, Jacob. I did. It's over. It's over. It's deleted. I want to get some of my dance girls in here. I would love Robin or Sia, Ellie. I mean, come on. These are massive names. I'm fighting for Ellie, and I would also throw Sia into the ring. How are you feeling, Erin? Yes. Yes to Sia. Sia is definite. Okay, we can go ahead and put Sia down for sure. I mean, the one between Ellie and Robin, the one I would fight the hardest for is Robin, honestly, because Call Your Girlfriend was such a moment. I mean, I'm outvoted on Ellie, so you might as well put her on there. And that leaves one more person. That leaves one more spot. And for the one spot left, that leaves us with S&M, Brittany and Rihanna, Call Your Girlfriend by Robin, Starships by Nicki Minaj, and Blow by Kesha. For me, it would be between Starships and Blow. Oh, really? Yeah. What about you, Jacob? I know you you want Call Your Girlfriend. What else? Really, it's Call Your Girlfriend or Starships for me, I guess. Hmm. So was that two vote Starships already? Yeah. I would rather put Call Your Girlfriend. So Call Your Girlfriend and Starships now. Okay, here we go. Call Your Girlfriend not only was an iconic song by itself, but the project that Robin did for Body Talk, releasing it while touring in three (laughs) parts. And then Call Your Girlfriend came out with this insane music video and even got spoofed on SNL, where SNL was doing something like recreating the video in a small room. And... I just think it's a great crying in the club moment that Robin still performs and likes. Nikki doesn't even like starships. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. In the end, we have Robin's Call Your Girlfriend on this list. So now we have to figure out the order for all of these. In no order right now on the list, we have, like I said, Call Your Girlfriend by Robin. Anything Could Happen by Ellie, Elastic Heart by Sia, California Girls by Katy Perry, Born This Way by Gaga. How in the world are we going to put these into no, right? order? <sighs> I'm leaning towards California Girls and Elastic Heart need to be pretty high up there. Okay. I, can, I would agree. I'm on board with that, actually. Erin, it felt like you didn't love Anything Could Happen as much. So is like a four or five where you're leaning Please. for that song? Yes, that's where I'm leaning. Yeah, and when I said top five, I think it needed to be in the bottom half of the top five. But okay, five. <laughs> we can. I can do bottom half of top five. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> I can bend. <laughs> to me, oh man, to me, Elastic Heart is so high up, just because of Sia's whole yeah. moment during this decade. No, I agree. Where are we putting Born This Way though? We could put it at number three. Then where is? 
call your girlfriend going? What's at five? Did we put anything? We could move. Anything could happen down to five. How does that feel? I like call your girlfriend above board this way. What do you think, Naomi? I would not be offended by that. I'm not a call your girlfriend hater. I actually like that song. I would also switch Elastic Heart and California Girls. Here we go. Here well. we go. How do you feel about that, Erin? <laughs> yeah, your okay. Um, That's a good one. That's a tough one. Um, because if you asked me, does California Girls characterize pop music in the early 2010s? I would say yes. I mean, I agree with so you. More so than Elastic Heart. And if someone asked me just to name a popular pop song from that era, I would think of California Girls way sooner. I think Elastic Heart is the better song. I think California Girls is the more impactful song. How about that? California well, so Girls can one be number one. Okay. California Girls. Yeah, for songwriting wise, Elastic Heart, just like commercial impact wise, California Girls, I don't know. So is this our list? Is this our top five in the correct order? I'm good with it. Naomi, you can sleep at night with this? Yeah. All right. I could be okay with that. Read it out, Erin. Okay, our top five songs by the pop queens of the 2010s are Number five, Anything Could Happen by Ellie Goulding. Number four, Born This Way by Lady Gaga. Number three, Call Your Girlfriend by Robin. Number two, Elastic Heart by Sia. And our number one song by a pop queen in the 2010s is California Girls by Katy Perry. That may be the first time she's won on this podcast. I I think so. I think so. so. All right. Well, There are other songs and queens that we haven't talked about yet. So how about we go around and do one song, Honorable Mention. Naomi, do you have anything, anyone that we left out? I do. Well, we didn't leave her out because we already talked about Kesha, but I actually had Take It Off. Oh, Oh, that's a fun song, too. I didn't think of that one. And I think part of what made me choose that is I was driving the other day and it just came on shuffle. And I can't tell you the last time I heard that song. And I just remembered every single word. Like it was a muscle memory. I was like, this is just like a perfect pop song. Isn't it funny how those songs will just be in the back of your mind waiting? Right. It's like, I can't remember a single math formula, but I can remember all those lyrics. No, it's so funny that this song came up on your shuffle. Because let me tell you a fun well, slash boring fact about Jacob. He doesn't like listening to stuff on shuffle. He likes Mm-mm. to specifically choose what he listens to. I will, listening to stuff in order makes me feel sick. Like it has oh, to be on shuffle. Oh my God. I don't, I don't want to anticipate what's next. Love this. This could have easily like, I could have changed this out for Blow so easily. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, I mm-hmm. was thinking about Blow at first. Blow is a little more serious. Like this is her, I'm a little more grown up and sexy now. You yes. Know? <laughs> yes, it is. Like, blows like the big sister to take it off mm, I agree. like there's sister songs when you think about it oh good way to put it yeah Aaron, what do you have i chose dark horse by katie perry oh, oh that's a good one that is a good great one. so you want to play with magic boy you should know what you're falling for baby do you dare to do this because i'm coming at you That could have made the list if you brought that up. That's a good one. Yeah, this is one of our best songs, I think. It is. I agree. And can we talk about... If you really look at this song and break down the verses, it has a highly unusual song structure. There's hardly really a chorus. 
Mm. I mean, it's not a traditional chorus. It's more like a a build up, a build up, mm-hmm. and then there's no. It doesn't build up to anything. No drop it's or like anything. They, right. Well, it's an anti drop. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. What a great song, man. I just want to listen to this song. I haven't heard it in so long. Man, I love her wigs in this. They're so good. I feel like this era for Katie was when people first started talking about cultural appropriation. Her and Iggy Azalea. They started. Yeah, she it. invented cultural appropriation for sure. <laughs> I just feel like this this is like when I like remember it happening. And if it happened before that, I was unaware, but this is like when my brain remembers these conversations. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, one thing, I don't watch music videos, so I'm watching this for the first time. There's a whole Mm -hmm. plot line around her eating hot Cheetos and they're too hot. And somebody (laughs) has to bring her a huge goblet to rinse it down. It's it's interesting. Okay. Okay, I see the appropriation now, too. I never really thought about it. But you can see it in the video for sure. Mm -hmm. Just of the time. Of the time. Yeah, of the time. Very much so. Well, that's my humble contribution. That wasn't humble. That was an amazing contribution. No, that was a good one. Okay, thank you. I was using it sarcastically. I know (laughs) that it wasn't humble. I'm trying to be humble. Oh, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Well, I have someone that we haven't talked about along with a production duo that we haven't talked about that really defined the time for me. I want to talk about Disclosure and Lord and the song Magnets. Magnets? Oh, I love that surprise song. little surprise pick. I didn't That's put it on my list pick. because it's a great pick. It's Lord. It's featuring Lord because you know disclosure. That's a crazy pick. Actually, the production duo Disclosure. They were when we're talking about electro pop later so in the cold. 2010s. They really took that and made their own formula with these songs and just made them so cool. And I, I'm I was obsessed with them. I think their albums are still really good. This song stole my life. This song had a grip on me for so long. Honestly, same. And that's one word that I would use to describe Lord is just cool. Mm, you mentioned mm-hmm, that earlier. Mm-hmm. She's just Very cool. much so. I wanted to be her so bad. Like <laughs> that deep poetic kid. I was on Tumblr when she blew up and just I the air changed. Everything just felt different when she blew up. And just being on Tumblr, we're like, oh my God, Lord's on Tumblr too. That's so true. Just wanted to be her. What a moment. And just even thinking about the Magnets music video, just remembering people, just remembering people uploading gift sets, like dissecting the video. It was just, just what a time. Uh I miss it. uh Uh-huh. I forgot the name of this song and I, in my mind, just remembered it as that song where she had that really crunchy hair because in part of the music <laughs> video, her hair is slicked back and there's so much like gel or something in it to make it stiff that whenever she yes. moves, it just looks like it's making a crunchy sound. And I love it, yeah. but that's my memory of this. Her hair had like a life of its own back then. Like her <laughs> hair was its own character and I loved it. Yes. This is still such a fresh song to me. It is. I wonder if it's even a thing anymore. Like, do producers still, like, pop producers just release albums and have, like, artists on them? Like, people, like, Disclosure. I think we're Dismo, lacking like, it. We're lacking that? it lately. That used to be so fun. Mm-hmm. They definitely still do it. The Knox, they're, like, a band slash producers, and they had an album that came out with just each song is a feature. It's really Love good. Mm-hmm. Those albums are always so fun because, like, the, mm-hmm. each artist brings something different. Well, I think we did it, guys. I think we explored the 2010s. It, what a time for music. What a time for pop. What a time for dance. We saw some amazing artists here. Uh, we just yes. have one more major thing to do, Naomi. Before recording started, Aaron and I both sent you, in secret, our ideas for the next topic that we will be discussing. Can you tell us which one you'll be picking? Yes, I will be picking. I already know it's Jacob's pick. Go ahead. (laughs) All right. Well, this topic (laughs) 
is near and dear to my heart, and I feel like it'll make such a fun episode to hear your take on it and to hear you battle. So I chose which pop song has the best use of a sample. So it's Aaron's topic. No way! Aaron! (laughs) (laughs) That's my topic. Okay. This is in my list of ideas i'm gonna have to go and remove it <laughs> i made a video about it and it was just so difficult so i was like i want you i just want to see you guys tackle it you're gonna have so much fun best use of a sample so how are we judging that aaron is it how good the sample is or how it's integrated still best song uh-huh. um i think the way you worded it how well it integrated is a okay. good approach Okay. I just love it when a, a sample is reused in like a different way, in mm-hmm. a really great way that highlights the song, but it just it sort of adds that extra and little makes something to the song. new. Yeah, yes. it was so crazy to do because some songs, I'm like, I had no idea that was even a sample, and it just it just gives you such an appreciation for all the layers that are in music and how it's all sort of connected. Yeah. I'm also, I'm really excited to do it because I've noticed lately people keep saying this is sampling this, but they're really just redoing the lyrics of something. That's not sampling it. You're just. That's an interpolation. Interpolation. Yes. Redoing the song. So many people don't know the difference. So I had to address that. Because people are like, why aren't you talking about Ava Max? I'm like, she doesn't sample. She interpolates. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I just remembered one really interesting example of best recycling of a sample into something new is the song by Imogen Heap. She had that song <gasps> Hide and Seek. It's like, yes! mm, what you say? The Jason Derulo song. <laughs> Jason Derulo <laughs> released What You Say. And I'm not going to pick that. So I don't know if that spoils anything. But um, just the way that, that it had took like this back one- in the day. let me tell you how nuts that is for him to use that sample in the way that he did but imogen he loved it and here we are all right well that's the next topic that's gonna be a great one thank you naomi i'm so excited to listen to it Uh, (laughs) you just i'm so happy you picked my topic because um I'm excited for that topic too. So I'm going to make sure to like subscribe and like everything that you do on YouTube. Now, <laughs> oh, thanks. I would love that. Thank you. <laughs> well, before we get out of here, Naomi, can you tell people where they can find you, what you have going on? Sure. You can find me on YouTube, of course, at Naomi Cannibal. Um, you can find me on Twitter as well, at Naomi Cannibal. And what I have going on is, I guess, just pop culture tea and information and a little bit of shade, as always. Love it. We will be watching. And Erin, where can they find us? Okay, guys, you can find us. It's pretty easy. We're at Kids Don't Lie Pod on Twitter and on Instagram and on Patreon. Only $4 a month. You can get um, a special extended episode and a special exclusive episode each month. And you can also email us at hitsdontliepod at gmail.com. And that's it. Well, Naomi, thank you so much for coming on and bringing this topic. This was a blast. Thank you guys for having me. I had so much fun. This is the most this is my fun first I've podcast had ever, in a long and it was time. so much fun. Yay! Oh, yeah. yay. Well, you are welcome back anytime you want to talk music. You have oh, an open in- seat at this me. table. I'll say yes. I will do it. I'm excited. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Okay, guys. Thank you all for well, listening. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.